0: Okay. Yes, we are ready to go. Wow.
1: Oh my God.
0: Hi, everybody. Hello. I'm Jackie. I'm Hope. And it's 11 p.m. Uh, our time on a Friday night, so you're welcome. Yeah, listen,
1: we just we just two-stepped. We line danced. Uh, we
0: are really doing it for 30-year-olds, and um, yeah.
1: Welcome to... Fascism pod, kind of. Fascism
0: Turn Avant Gossip, and that's why we're here. We need you guys to check out Avant Gossip.
1: And so we're going to do a What's Trending, and then we're going to just quickly run through the first season of Avant Gossip just to tell you the topics we covered, and we can kind of reflect on, like, what we thought about the episodes, yada, yada. But um, before we do that, Jackie, what's trending for you? What's
0: trending for me um, is... I was not really prepared for this, but I guess dancing. I mean, we just did that. Is that a cop out? I don't know. Um, But dancing is a trend with me. I do. You know, I'm very involved. We're, we're ramping up to the hoedown. If you guys want to know what the hoedown is, DM us on our Instagram or TikTok or whatever. I can't or leave. You know what? Leave us a five star review and then comment that you really want to know more about the hoedown.
1: There you go. If you want that info, <laughs>
0: you can also Google it. It's Emerald City hoedown. I am. The chair right now um and we're ramping up to that so we're doing more meetings so we're talking about dancing a lot more there you just came out with t-shirt or you solidified some t-shirt designs with our first draft of t-shirt designs and it's going to be very cool because you know my friends are involved first for the first time you know and everybody wants to get more weird with it we've all kind of collectively agreed let's let's not have a boring hoedown shirt like we've all i mean like it everybody's look,
1: had it shouldn't look like Is that a 5K or is it a hoedown, you know? Thank
0: you. Or it shouldn't be like, oh, clearly that's a hoedown shirt. And, you know, it looks like a lot of shirts that look like a hoedown look like they could be also, like, handkerchiefs. Like, they're the traditional, like, Mm. you know, style of, like, Western hankies. Um, Anyways, we're really changing it up. Interesting stuff. (laughs) Riveting stuff. Also, I'm learning two-step more. And um, it's been great. I fucking love dance um, I love the people at dance and it's just you know highly suggested to get dancing you guys
1: you got to get dancing if you don't like touching people you can line dance
0: you can exactly that's where that's where I started because it's just like great for beginners and yeah did it take me a year to like make friends yeah it did that's another thing I really want to tell people if you want to make friends you have to commit to it mm-hmm. you can't come once twice and be like why is not everybody friends with me I literally, I just became friends with people at the end of this year, um and I'm still not friends with the cool group because there are hard
1: ones to crack. I think if you're listening to this and you're friends with Jackie, just know that she does not <laughs> think you're part of the cool group.
0: No, I think we all kn- know who the cool group is, like we was the
1: cool group there tonight, yeah, um, was it one of the ones that I had pointed out
0: um? probably the
1: one who you said had dated
0: okay shut your fucking mouth yeah. some people might listen to this yeah
1: i didn't say okay i didn't say <laughs> <laughs> you i don't, don't know you why that's a problem the zoom into the ocean <laughs> i'm like
0: Shh. secrets except everybody knows that people dated each other i don't know i just i assume that people don't want to know because our fans are in the hundreds of thousands of people we don't want to yeah, word spread we is gonna spread um people's personal business um but no uh I wouldn't consider them part of the cool crew. I think they're cool. I think everybody's actually very cool. Everybody's on the same level of cool. It's but just hard for me. Yeah, I feel like... This is the people that don't have, like, normal jobs. You know what I mean? They're they're tattoo artists, they're carpenters, they're, Mm. they're full-time artists. Mm -hmm. So like, those are the people. And they have like three different boyfriends and girlfriends or partner, whatever. And you know, they're just like living the world, the life that we all want. And they're also very attractive on top of all that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in a non-binary kind of way. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, and my group of friends, we all have stupid jobs, you know, we all have, we all are a little bit corporate inside, you know, we all like, um, But it's fun to be not cool because we can talk about how the cool group exists and how like if someone
1: bond over like wanting to be cool.
0: Exactly. And it's funny to me. And we're just like, if someone talks to the cool group, we're like, Oh, are they just going to be friends with the cool group now and leave us in the dust? Huh? No. And that's not true because we're all going to be friends eventually, but it's, it's a, it's, I don't know. I love just admiring people from afar and thinking, that they're cool and i'm never gonna get there and i like that
1: i don't know it's a benevolent way to go about it like (laughs) it makes me think of when i was in elementary school there was someone at my school named oh i'm gonna change the name okay um let's call it let's call them ashley smith and they were like really really gorgeous and popular and i called them ashley the butthole smith (laughs) Because I was, like, popular girl, ew. And my family, like, knew the name. Like, I had said it to my family. But then eventually, like, I got boobs. Someone basically identified. Literally, one day, someone came up to me and was like, why aren't you hanging out with us? And then, like, I joined the cool group and became friends with Ashley Smith. And then one day, she came to my house. And my little siblings were literally like, is that Ashley the butthole Smith? No. <laughs> yeah. See, that is a fear I have, but we don't like talk about it. It's ma- different. It's
0: different. We joke about it in a way where we're like, oh, they're so cool and hot. Like, um, you know, th- the worst thing that would come over and be like, they would be like, oh my god." they're hanging out with you and i'd be like "Oh, I, mean, I know but mm-hmm. honestly i think i can be cooler than i want to reach a status where i'm the coolest person and they want to be friends with me i think that's also so i started a meme account because that's what you do mm-hmm. that's what you do about mm-hmm. dancing i don't know how much you need to cut this out but i started a meme account so i could be like gossip girl style um about it and like you know, people will love me and they don't know who they love, mm-hmm. but I'm actually the most powerful person in the room, but
1: no one knows. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and right. Is, and people will be like, do you know who that is? <laughs> exactly. You're the person who made that meme that, yeah. Like, God, she says,
0: or whoever they are is a genius with that meme. Anyways, um, it's a sick, fun time and uh, it's all around dancing too. And it's also like, you get to see people dance and there's just something very attractive about it and there's also just something i don't know it just feels good to see people celebrating their bodies
1: is that cheesy Courtney? i don't care i don't think so it's like and watching people yeah like move and be in their bodies and it's like it's not like you're at a football game where like most of the people are there just spectating it's like at dance you're like you're all doing it you're <laughs> all doing the thing and and so like you're all performers and you're all audience yeah exactly
0: Yeah. And then also you don't have to talk the whole time, but you're also interacting still Mm -hmm. with with people, Mm -hmm. which is just a relief to those that don't want to constantly be talking, but also want to be social. Yeah. So anyways, dancing, very pro it, very pro line dancing. It's very in right now with the gays, if you haven't heard. Um, And uh, yeah, come on by, hang out, you know, only if you're cool though. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> only if you're the, yeah the right amount of cool <laughs> you have to yeah exactly you can't be too cool you have to be like cool yeah, watch all of our listeners flock to dance and they all become part of the cool crowd
0: oh my god and then but that would give me an end anyways hope what's trending with you
1: trending with me is happiness question mark i feel like i've been thinking a lot about what happiness means you and I were talking about it the other day, like about the pursuit of happiness. That's like so deeply American. And I just hate that the Will Smith like claimed that that's a movie
0: mm-hmm. that Will Smith is in. And I'm mm-hmm. like, it's all philosophical and bullshit and annoying. And I really hate that he used pursuit of happiness. Cause it's like the, it's such a good phrase in the way of trying to describe what's wrong with happiness. It's a pursuit anyways.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. It's like, once I get a thing, <laughs> Yeah, and and I was telling you that like I'll have conversations with people sometimes wh- who are very like reach across the aisle kind of thing where they're like we all want the same thing we all just want everyone to be happy and I'm like no that is not that is not what I want I just want yeah liberation yada yada but and then I was listening also to celebrity memoir book club which we really should get paid for how much we promote <laughs> um,
0: they just very much align with our um, girlhood aesthetic
1: yeah and they have some interesting conversations and they were I can't remember why but one of them brought up like okay list like five things that make you happy that aren't friends or family that aren't like people basically and I was like thinking about it and I was like well I don't know like my seat warmers in my car really make me happy I pretty much have them on like 365 and I but I'm like, does that, is that happiness or is that comfort? Like, I don't know. I've just been thinking recently about like, what does it even mean? Yeah. Be? It's like, I'm, do I spiral regularly? Sure. But am I fulfilled? Do I have peace in like knowing what I want to be doing? Do I have like, you know, I'm, I'm morally sound and that like, I know, I don't know. it. I feel like at peace, I guess
0: with who you are,
1: with who I am and what I'm doing. Right. Kind of a thing. And then it's like, yeah, is that, am I happy?
0: I don't feel like happiness is like, uh, it's nothing. I mean, okay.
1: I hate, I think it's comfort. I think people associate it with comfort, like not feeling bad things.
0: That's what it is. Like, it's just happiness. is just the opposite of uncomfortable for sure. Yeah. And I think like, Nietzsche which fuck that dude a hundred percent he does nihilism and like a lot of fascists used his um, theory but he talks a lot about happiness and like when you try to reach happiness you, there, you'll never get to that when happiness is the goal
1: mm-hmm.
0: you'll never be what is the word you'll never be fulfilled in that way mm-hmm. because it's not it's about contentment it's about being content with what you have it's about like changing your value system and not being happiness should never be the goal because that's just you're going to lose that you're never going to be happy through that goal but if if like I don't know viewing it through something else being like if I you know my goal is to learn more (laughs) you can find happiness through that process you know
1: yeah yeah it seems like there's like moments of joy, there's struggles, there's connection. But I feel like,
0: like I did not explain that well, but it is like, yeah, I don't think happiness really exists. Yeah.
1: That's the thing. I'm like, I, yeah, when I think about it, I'm like, I can identify things I enjoy doing. Literally, I was like just going on walks. I think is like what?
0: It's like gratitude. That's the thing. It's like, I'm just happy to be here.
1: Right. Right. You know, to yeah. exist in this moment. Right. Yeah. It's just like a state of mind versus like, we want everyone to be happy. It's like, would you want everyone to be placated? Do you want, you know, like, do you, yeah. So, yeah.
0: And see, that's when kind of the fascism comes into line because my dad used to be like, it's not about happiness. And I'd be like, it seems like whatever you believe, I believe the opposite of my father. Um, and he'd just be like, if you want to be happy, then you just do drugs all the time. And I'm like, whoa. You know what I mean? Like that was like kind of like a shame for people trying to get happiness. And I don't think there's a shame attached to it. We're getting into it. But
1: which honestly, I'm like, I get that because like there are stretches of time slash, I guess, like I experience that regularly where I'm like, yeah, it feels really nice to to disassociate and like for sure. But is that happiness? You know? No, that's comfort.
0: Yeah, exactly. Anyways, yeah, look at us. Smart, smarty pants over <laughs> we're here. We're dancing,
1: we're thinking. we um,
0: thinking hard, contemplating the life questions.
1: And that's what basically we were doing all of <laughs> season one of I Want Gossip, which uh, we did six episodes and we're we're taking that length of time off and then we'll do six more. And so we're just kind of like going to go over what we talked about, reflect on that. Our first episode was about street style and the public sphere. I feel like we kind of tried to get more into like urban design and planning because it's like, I don't know, people just eat that shit up and it's like also what we do for work and I get it. It's like, it's interesting.
0: Do people eat that shit up? No one's kind of over from,
1: this is why we're doing this podcast episode. Well, I think like on TikTok, I feel like, (laughs) I feel like, you know, like I think people and it's like when you tell people, oh, I podcast about like urban planning, it's like people... Feel more excited about that. I think. Than, yeah. Then. Well, it's like we
0: know we're actually like uh, experts in that field. I guess I wouldn't actually think that, but I would, I think people we would have, consider like, us some perspective. Yeah.
1: And it's like, it's things that affect people. And so I feel like that first episode was kind of like talking about different subcultures that have existed and the spaces they existed within. Like, I think we think about trends, like, I don't know, people de- dress up as like, hippie for Halloween it's like 60s they dress up as like 80s and so it's like we think of trends and aesthetics as being like time-based rather than place based but like a lot of the a lot of those aesthetics that we really remember were based in certain places and that doesn't mean they didn't spread but they were based in communities that had like certain values versus like trends where it's like either those aesthetics become recuperated into the mainstream or it's like at this day, like at this point we're literally just producing trends and they bypass any kind of like subcultural relevance. But I, it came up for me the other day. I was um, on a run running with Kasha, and she was talking about a friend she has that like is struggling with their aesthetic and they moved to Germany like on a military base and they're like struggling to like feel like they can fit in aesthetically. Like in Seattle, they were like, I could wear whatever, but in, in this social situation, I feel like I really can't thrive unless I assimilate a little bit and people dress like a lot better overall. And they were like, but I, but like trends, I don't want to dress in trends. And I'm like, trends aren't the only aesthetics. Yeah. Like there, you could, like, there's a lot of aesthetics that like, it's not that they're timeless, quote unquote, but they kind of are in that it's like, yeah, like you're dressing like, like, I think, I think minimalism though, it's not something that I'm like into. It is an aesthetic that is rooted in like an ideology. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that is, it's not a trend.
0: You can have your own personal aesthetic with an ideology attached to it. Like minimalism can, you can make that your own. And yeah, it's like trends exist as a base form and then you can expand off of that. I'm also curious what German uh, military based aesthetic is. I'm guessing (laughs) it's like,
1: I mean, I have no idea, but I just assume that you can't wear soft pants all the time. Definitely. And it's like, I feel like they probably, I feel like they just kind of like probably look like European where they have like slacks or like nice pants and then like a nice Maybe. sweater. I
0: mean, in Germany in Berlin, they dress like a certain way. And then I can see that being like, wow, that's kind of a weird way to do it. But to me, I'm like, I don't know. I've traveled enough to be like, everybody kind of looks like a Kardashian. The yeah. Kardashian is the aesthetic is what I thought. Maybe it's changed. I haven't you traveled in, in Europe, years. You think? Yeah, definitely in Europe. Definitely saw that. Yeah. It's like leggings with socks over the leggings. Mm-hmm. Big coat.
1: Right, right. Which to me is like, it's like rich in that like your clothes look nice. Right. And like you, you got them recently. But, um, but what does this
0: person want to look like? Sloppy? Okay, never mind. Sorry. Well, I just
1: assume that they... They just haven't been thinking about their clothes in a really long time. So it's like probably like and a Patagonia puffy with like some random shirt. And then like, yeah, that's just, I don't know, a bohemian skirt. You know, I don't know. I'm just imagining. Things. Definitely
0: do not have. They do not have a bohemian skirt. There's no way. I'm
1: picturing like a peasant skirt. You're probably right. That's you know?
0: more Brooklyn. OK, th- this is showcasing. But more- it could be
1: Brooklyn, but it could also be someone who bought it in early 2000s yeah when that was a thing then and they mm-hmm. got it from like target and then they still have it like yeah. i don't know people are wild people are wild
0: but not in seattle and that i think that's more speaking to seattle's like them being comfortable here because they could wear whatever they want A.K. not wear anything it's actually when you say not wear whatever you want you mean not void of anything you you can just wear pajamas that's what they're saying versus like right. what not, they're not going to wear a ball gown. You can't actually wear a ball gown out in the fucking world. True, like, true. Um, so that's like, I'm like, actually, right. people say
1: I can wear whatever they want. What they actually mean is I can, dress in this certain way that feels very comfortable to me yeah 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 but we don't talk about that so yeah that that episode wasn't really about that it was about like one of the concepts with street style and the person who wrote the book that I referenced in that episode did an exhibit for the Victorian Albert Museum in the 90s called street style and that was what the book was about and one of the tenets of street style they said was that you're either dressing up or dressing down which I think is really interesting because um so, for example... I mean,
0: that's what they should... This person that moved to Germany should be saying.
1: Is that... Like,
0: is, like they are you dressing up or are you dressing down should be the question that they're asking themselves. Go on.
1: Yeah, and so, like, certain, certain subcultural aesthetics have, like, been either or. Like, so the zoot suits were dressing up. It was, like, more suit. Just, like, literally more fabric. And you're, like, wearing a suit in maybe situations where other people aren't. There's also... Dressing up was, like part of western in that like the american dream you like post-world war ii we're all wearing suits because we all think that we have upward mobility versus dressing down it's like hippies where it's like we're saying no to corporate greed similarly with like punk which i'm like it's also dressing up in a way too because it's like extra and uh we had a dinner party our friends threw a dinner party and um I was kind of joking, someone asked if like we should, if we should wear suits and I was kind of joking that like if you don't dress up, I'll like charge you money or something and I was talking to Brian about it and there's like some thought about dressing up that's like it's prohibitive, it has to be like fancy, whereas like I'm like I don't think dressing up has to be fancy or expensive, I think it's literally relative where it's like you're dressing differently than how you would you're expressing that you're doing something special it could be just like makeup flower it can like literally look trashy but it's just about like it's about the relativity of it
0: yeah like think Paris Hilton early 2000s she was dressing up
1: but it was like yeah like scraps of fabric really truly um and then episode two we talked about what did we talk about Helma
0: Hilma F. Clint, queer icon. People don't know, but she's pretty gay. I think she was, like, trans, but didn't have the, like, ability to be trans. Through the research that I did, she dressed up as a man a couple times. And, you know, she she had a lover, but, you know, they said that she was roommates. And there was a lot of drama. She would paint, like, black swan, white swan, which Hope got a tattoo of, and be like, I'm the masculine black swan, and the white swan is, like, the person she was fucking at the time um so she always saw, saw herself in the paintings as the masculine figure sometimes they would act, like it would actually be a man with a penis or a or body with a penis like a self-portrait um or well the- it would just be like a tiny one in her you know her massive her style of painting you have to check out hellbath clan if you haven't it, i just so you guys know the pod, the episodes about her history but a moma a couple a few years ago did a, an exhibit of hers and like came out as being like she's actually the first abstract artist or at least the one that they have record of and it's a woman and we didn't know about it because she kept her pieces of art like after she died uh she like packed up all her pieces of art before she died and then was like you can't like release these until 25 years after I'm dead and her like great nephew or something had them because that was like what her will said and they were like in his basement for years and then for some how they it's kind of a miracle that they lasted 25 years without getting any damage mm-hmm. and um you know they started the Hema F. Clint like foundation in like the late 60s and like really tried to make sure that her history was well known after that um
1: we love a loyal <laughs> a loyal nephew a loyal son who finds their mom aunts paintings in a basement or attic and yeah. then starts a foundation starts a
0: found fa- yeah and i want to i'm kind of curious about like how that funding worked
1: anyways honestly it's like be careful if you're cleaning out the possessions of a loved one because if you find some some good paintings like you're gonna have to start a 501c3 and that's the other thing that
0: I mean we don't talk about it too much at or even at all I don't think in the episode but um the art industry is a industry it's like people make art as a way of putting stock um which is sad to me but Hilma was very very like poignant about because her stuff is spiritual she talked another thing that's cool about her she got with her gals every friday for a years, and they were called the five and they would talk to like spirits they would have seances where it's not even dead people they were like kind of over dead people are like okay we got to move on we don't we want higher beings and these higher beings through their seances like commissioned helma to make paintings um and that's and she did a lot of work about that, about nature. And she's just like, people don't get it. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, and they won't get it until after I'm dead. Um, The confidence. Yeah. And she was like, this isn't for sale either. That was her whole thing. She's like, this cannot be sold. None of my paintings can be sold. So
1: it's crazy
0: that there's this famous paintings now that are in circuit, but are, can't be part of the uh, art, art industry, which I think also,
1: showcases how fucking badass
0: Hilma is. Hilma's is really badass in my opinion
1: honestly like i'm very impressed i'm also now wondering like if there are a lot of people who are like put my paintings in a closet don't release them until 25 years and then you know they're not famous now like those things <laughs> you know like that didn't <laughs> everybody's like actually
0: opens it and it's like Ah, we should burn them
1: well okay she was actually
0: this other thing about her see there's just like so many uh, facets of her life that i find interesting but she like was one of the first groups i mean there was like i think women could get into art school in sweden because she's from sweden for like 10 years before she started going to school but like that's still emphasis of like letting women go to school and they were still very much segregated of education systems like but she could go to art school and so she was professionally um educated in that way um and yeah and that's pretty fucking cool too like yeah. so i mean there there's a fallacy that you have to be educated to do art and that's not true but i think it makes a little more of a legitimate case for her being an abstract the first abstract at, um artist even though i'm like i'm pretty sure all of us are abstract artists at age 2 honestly <laughs> like <laughs> so whatever uh it's just like we're now just getting in child uh in touch with our um child uh, and and can Ken- actually Kenensky he Ken- was the one who was thought to be the first, first modern artist. but there's some guests there's like some layover of time where he was in the same town lived in the same s- space as hilma um and, and had people that crossed out like crossed over in their lives so there's some speculation that he might have seen Hilma's paintings
1: and then kind of got inspired from there Um, I love that I love thinking about like who was inspired by each other because it's like yeah if you're making art you're looking at art you're like everything's art to you you know exactly well check out I feel like I just did the whole episode
0: (laughs) no there's so much more there's so much more check it out there's more details there's more gayness like I just love it I love her Mm -hmm. um and I just yeah I kind of wonder if I have Any connection in my past life to her At all probably not That's probably wishful thinking but I believe in past lives yeah what about it Bitches I do I am constantly Wondering if I was friends with anybody cool in my Past life interesting Um because I definitely
1: wasn't the cool Person in my past life you know A palm reader once told me that I got burnt at the stake in the past life and that's (laughs) Why I'm just like So anxious (laughs) (laughs) i am like did i offend you or should we go to the stake you you want (laughs) to you want to just just burn me already yeah oh wow yeah i I mean yeah i was like literally at like a work party she probably i mean obviously it's like
0: she just came up with something interesting i mean might that might be true though i mean i don't know i am gonna have one of those meditation things like the meditate like have you not heard about this past life regression oh i've heard of that yeah never heard of it yeah I'm paying big bucks like three hundred dollars to do it over zoom which she said it would be perfectly fine I'm not completely sure but we're gonna see if I have any past life regressions Whoa. I'm a little spooked quite honestly what are you doing it in March I signed up for like four months in advance because I was like well I, I need to have money by then. <laughs> and then I was just like I'm also kind of scared and I want to be like really mentally per- I'm scared that I'm gonna see something I don't know which is like She to hypnotize you? Supposedly. Like people have told me that they have seen themselves in a life that wasn't on Earth. And I'm like kind of spooked out about that. I'm also spooked that I was like because I am such an indie an an indie gal. I'm independent
1: and like I'm like I'm almost scared that I was like part of Fleetwood Mac or something.
0: (laughs) Everybody's still alive at Fleetwood Mac. (laughs) Wait, aren't they? Somebody's dead, I think. Someone's gotta be dead. But they lived while I was alive. Yeah. Um and no, I'm thinking like maybe. I um, was ousted by the community, you know, mm. a small group, a tribe might, and then they might've kicked me out because my personality is too that's much.
1: That's what I'm saying. Burn at the stake.
0: But it's like a different burn at the stake. I think I was like, I feel like I was on an Island and it was like 10 people. And they said, they looked me in the eye and said, you cannot hang with us anymore. And honestly, I'm scared. That's the, that's what happened in my past life. And I am scared to relive it. Like truly. Seems like the worst thing that could ever happen to someone mm-hmm. is if you all have to survive on each other. And then they're like, actually, not you. You're just too And no nine. bananas
1: for you. <laughs> Go find your own coconuts, loser. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways,
0: if that happens, I guess I just have to live with it because it already happens. But I don't want to feel the feelings about it. So I'm that'll scared. be a wild ride. We'll see. I don't, I honestly don't know if hypnotism works on me. But we'll see. That's what they all
1: say. That's what they all until say. They're, until you're at your high school grad night and people are like, mama. Like, <laughs> what? I don't know. Just, did you know. have a hypnotist at your high school grad we night? I sure did. <laughs> that was very sure oddly did. specific. I I mean, I really like for a while they were all the rage. Like, I worked at a camp one you're summer true in college true. and they had a hypnotist. And, like, one of the camp counselors got hypnotized and... They asked some question like, what's your favorite thing? And the person was like, marijuana. And they like got in trouble. They got in trouble? It was, a weird, it was like a weird, really like, I don't know. It was like a camp in Maine. and That's like an you awful question to, be- to
0: ask someone while they're hypnotized. Because they could say, I don't know, porn. Porn.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a very vulnerable position to be in. Really,
0: it is. It could have been, like, gay sex, specifically the sex where I put my penis in their
1: butthole. (laughs) Yeah, to clarify. Just to... Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That's, like, yeah, it's a very, like... Yeah, don't ever get hypnotized on stage. Don't do that.
0: Truly. And don't ask those kind of questions. If you're going to hypnotize people, make them look stupid, which I also hate. Don't make, you know, like, make them, like, dance around or something. Right. right? right? Nothing where they... open-ended questions. That could... Get people in trouble.
1: Honestly, we could probably like
0: sue them. Maybe. It's too late now. No one even remembers, except maybe you do. Do you remember the details? You just told me that one story. Of course mm-hmm. you do. So mm-hmm. yeah, that we well, should call that person up. Anyways, what was the third episode? Roller skating. Okay, roller skating. And you also did the fourth episode too.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we talked about the history of roller skating and specifically its importance within protest protests in like the civil rights movement in the US. And um, that was really fun. I mean, I I got on that subject because I've been thinking about public space and like spaces to like dance and listen to music and like move your body in a way that's not competitive and not like sports specifically. And then also reading about like, well, we watched the documentary United Skates that like talks about its significance within for like black Americans and It really acting as, like, a third place, as, like, a daycare. I've, like, really been following that thread. Like, I've been reading, continuing to read about nonviolent direct actions that took place at recreation spaces and, like, thinking about how, and just, like, learning about how recreation spaces were such a, like, hotbed for protests. Or
0: just gathering and hanging out, which leads, I mean, socialization leads to,
1: like unionizing leads to organization but also specifically like post-world war ii americans had like a ton of time and all of and like leisure was a new thing and so like we literally started to have like amusement parks pools roller rinks yada yada and black americans were like yeah we want to be here and literally put their bodies on the line to like show up to those spaces and had like violence inflicted on them by white people by cops like literally beat up by cops put in jail just for being in those spaces so it's been I've been um kind of continuing to learn about some of that stuff so yeah that was that episode really good episode check it out I feel like yeah some good music some good tunes in that one and then the fourth one is about New Deal artists so talking about under FDR's New Deal how people were getting paid as full-time artists by the government And how that led to abstract expressionism, how it also led to an artist's union and kind of like what art looked like at the time when people literally could like make a kind of barely living wage. But like they were young, you know, so like um, or a lot of them, I think, were young who were doing this program. So they were like 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 AmeriCorps. Right. Yeah. Only you're like, but uh, but they probably were pay- getting paid more. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah.
0: I I worked for Americorn Just because I lived with like thirty other people, mm-hmm. and got paid one hundred and twenty dollars every month. One hundred
1: and twenty dollars. That's it. I was getting. F- I was making five hundred dollars a month in my similar program, and yeah, lived with like a bunch of people. It's fucked up. It's like really not accessible to people who like have. Need Medical money. debt, yeah. or like families or like yeah or like, I mean that's why it's for young people yeah
0: but also I'm like you also have to have family supporting you in some kind con- like because you can't buy anything new you can barely buy anything you can't save up
1: yeah so yeah talking about what that did for art in America and it was kind of like the beginning of art in America like at that time a lot of people hadn't even seen a painting before and so there was a lot of arts education there were like a bunch of community centers like art community centers that were built it like kind of built upon the Harlem Renaissance where you had a lot of Harlem Renaissance artists who were like teaching other artists at these community centers and, um, a ton of like cool art came out of it. And then a lot of it got destroyed because, you know, world war two happened. And then people were like, "Uh Oh, McCarthyism. I found a hammer and sickle in this mural in the airport. Like, um, We've got to burn it down. So it's so crazy how
0: like scared people are of communism. And it's just because it's like the idea of people uniting is like the worst idea that's ever. Yeah. Very scary for leaders. It's like so threatening. Yeah. It's just kind of silly. I'm like whatever what's you, the big deal you guys so we want to hang out and party and maybe get more money for it like it's just like there. yeah what is the big deal they like, just hate everything fun I really truly not that communism has a, a history of being like a fun party but it's like literally the idea is we're all hanging out
1: <laughs> <laughs> listen again it's not about happiness yeah. just that we're all hanging out we're all here and there's like some bread at least yeah there's, there's food and um you
0: know everybody's living their their best version of like that's it like that's the idea you know like
1: anyways and then what was the fifth good oh, question. I did anti-fascist architecture
0: anti-fascist architecture thank you what would i do without you or Odette?
1: fascist architecture
0: good question what is it uh listen to the episode you guys okay well no it's about um fascist architecture and and i can't even remember the three, the three things that i came up with it's like basically it's the control of your body
1: right one of them was like we i literally wrote movement, this movement like transportation the flow of F- flow of your People. body speed yeah. yeah
0: and then you know segregation Borders. yeah yeah it's all comes back to just being like fascism is just control
1: was the last one like farmland or something i feel like you talked about olive trees
0: i i talked about resources the other one was like control
1: of resources right and and you did it through a lens of like you talked about palestine and you talked about the u.s yeah. and examples of How they're connected. Apartheid, yeah. I
0: mean, the apartheid in in Palestine is like present day awful. But we have a rich history and also a version of apartheid. Or just like in general, um, yeah, we have our infrastructure is built off fascism. And don't think like our cities aren't fascist because we literally have to abide rules of how we move in space. And I, I, that episode is just more to kind of show the history of it and how we are and have been manipulated by architecture mm-hmm. and how it's violent.
1: Yeah, you. it was like there was some quote you said that was like about kind of like the creation of a state and how it's done through architecture. It's like you don't have a state without architecture. A state isn't a bunch of leaders sitting in a room. It's like literally it's the way you construct a piece of land exactly and like how you control people through the way you construct that piece of land
0: yeah and i mean there's a versions of it you can have an, a non-fascist or design but we'd really literally have to redevelop our entire infrastructure or at least like ha- shift as a culture where we start to focus on our urban design and make an make a intention of it not like acknowledging the history and then making an intention to make it not fascist like having more queer spaces like um no cars would be a big one like um so there's walkability and freedom to move without whatever that's not exactly what the episode's about but that is just something to like I, I think about how do we make a city that isn't um trying to control its people and it's just like you know people being able to own the space and not machines.
1: (laughs) It is crazy when it's like, and you were talking about this the other day with like the experience of being an immigrant in the U S now and like how prohibitive it is to, to not have a car. And the fact that things are designed for cars make it, it's like, and the fact that you to drive a car, you need a license. Like it's so simple when you say it out loud, but it's like, you literally have to be endorsed by the state in order to move through the state in the way that everyone is moving through the state which is by in a car
0: yes and exactly and that's the other thing i'm like uh, part of the big things about apartheid is the id part access i mean if any of us have passports we are partaking in some kind of apartheid because not every not every country is equal in how where right. we can access right and also license are also a part of that i think we think licenses are normal but like they're a way to sign up to vote. They're a way to like show that you live somewhere. They're a way to document you. They're a way to like, yeah, to be able to drive, to literally move through space. Um, and they're fucked up, which I don't, and the US doesn't even think about how they're fucked up, anyways, because it's so normalized. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need, why do we have to have paperwork on ourselves? Not to like turn this to, le-
1: but why? Truly yeah
0: i want to burn it all but i'm too scared and anyway, it's it's just like burn
1: your driver's license i
0: want to yeah i want to like just like my social security i want to just be off not to be like, like crazy person but i'm just like what if i did because I, but i'm literally too scared i'm just like i don't get yeah, because it would like fuck shit up yeah they've really made sure it they, it works on me whatever they're doing it's working so i guess there you go yeah. It's like I just
1: said, my seat warmers make me happy. Imagine if I couldn't even <laughs> put that key in the ignition and feel that hot, hot seat. Exactly. I mean, we are where we are in time and
0: we have to have our cars. Um, our sixth episode, was this, are we on our, was that the fifth episode? Mm-hmm. Our sixth episode? Housing. God, I can't remember anything. Housing. And what do we even talk about then?
1: Um, you started out with Utopia. You had like another another trio, I think. It was like different.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Direct action for housing, which was aka case squatting um, and some examples of that in history. And, and I feel I personally feel like um, I started to do more research on the history and I was like, wow, we don't know anything. There has been there is a rich history in squatting and people just in the mainstream media. We only hear about squatting as being a nuisance mm-hmm. and not assault like a part of like direct action solving homelessness. Mm-hmm. And um. I, I kind of got fired up about that. So I share some history about that. Um, and then also utopia and like when planning was just a baby, um, and France, there was like affordable housing and what that looked like in this one planner, particularly uh, his dream of, of utopia. And he like wrote a book on it and it's exactly what you think it would be. Like, you know, again, no cars, just like transit system density like shared spaces equal spaces uh uh, you know south southern facing light which is the key to utopia truly
1: listen (laughs) just give me give me that sun through my window exactly
0: that south facing um light is just unbeatable um i literally don't understand why every house isn't anyways um and then the last one was it does
1: really represent like a detachment From the Earth, which like, does feel very tied to
0: how we control. Yeah, like it's it's not not about it's not about experience. People experiencing space. It's about
1: just having. It's about like fitting into like an order, which like I guess isn't necessarily. It's like there is. I don't know. It's hard when you like whatever. They can figure it out. They can figure it out. <laughs> Who's they? Can, they? they can, like, Us? The people, we should be. People building the homes. It's like you can get you can have a south facing window. It's like even, even if you're in like a grid system that you're having to deal with. Like
0: But a lot of them that's the thing about development and development that we know of, especially single family homes. They're just like placing an already like blueprint that they already have, copy paste it and putting it in a space. It's not about the place. Right. It's not about the environment. It's not about the community. Yeah. It's about making money. Um and that's why the houses are never they're, they're getting shittier and shittier, um, like everything. Everything's just getting shittier and shittier in, in how we produce things. Because the goal isn't about making a utopia. It's about making money and we just lose the artistry of unproductive things. Yeah
1: yeah i've been looking at credenzas recently because i bought a whole fucking dish set (laughs) and i'm like i really want there to be like carvings like i want to know that someone spent some time on this for no reason exactly like i have some mid-century stuff i don't dislike mid-century and i'm not saying that all mid-century is super super simple but i'm just like i don't know it's like i want something that someone spent more time on for no fucking reason or the reason being because craft because tradition because beauty
0: because your soul told you to do it your spirit told you
1: moved you to a a certain way and you're like i gotta get this out of me yeah i gotta do i gotta make a rose in this whatever chest
0: and and everybody knows south facing light is key and the fact that we just not everybody has it is just like not everybody but i mean if you just did a simple googs you get that's where all the plants thrive that's where you th- i don't know there's just something about the southern face and light and i just didn't listen to the guy that w- wanted to utopia you guys let's just do that um
1: we also talk about georgism in that episode. i was gonna say
0: what else did we talk about land value tax mm-hmm. um yeah um i also go into that and try to explain it and it's hard because uh it's a tax and um i hate that word i hate learning about it But I think it's a valuable thing um, because
1: it's you hate uh, the word tax.
0: Yeah, it's the word if tax stocks, you know, anything that has to involve like money. I'm bored Mm -hmm. and I'm mad. Yeah. um, That we're even talking about it. I'm like, why are we even talking about who cares? What are you a fucking accountant? Okay, the land value tax though is really cool. Um, because it's not what we have right now so anything that's opposite of what we have what we have right now is property tax which is like on buildings um so you are taxed on what is on top of the land um which has a lot of people what people do is like buy like housing markets like real estate conglomerates just like buy out huge swaths of land that have like abandoned homes and keep it uh basically they just don't do anything with it so there's a bunch of houses that could be actually
1: used they're waiting for the market to like make it valuable for them to develop the land and the land is cheap because it's not valuable because there's no structures on it exactly there's no building yeah under land value tax it's like or there's like a shitty building right right
0: And um, and that's why everybody complains about property taxes and gentrification is a problem. You know, like so when start people, and then when the market goes up, they sell like they build really quickly and they build really shitty shit. And then now the property taxes are higher, and they're pricing like people in the neighborhood out. Um, and it's called speculative land grabbing. Um, and it's fucked up, and it's happening at a high, rapid level. Especially, it's happening in Nashville. It's happening in all these cities. Um and it's sad land value it's that opposite of it we would be valuing the land and so like if a a high rise was on one plot of land um and then there was an empty lot next to it they would still be the same tax they wouldn't they would cost the same
1: that's my way of explaining it i think i feel like it makes sense thank you um
0: don't but the details are harder (laughs) like i don't know about agricultural land yeah whatever right right um and they're doing it in Detroit so watch out for Detroit and I also tried to make a TikTok about it and like I was like oh Planet Money this would be a great Planet Money one and they hadn't done it yet and I was so excited I was like this is my opportunity And I wrote the shittiest fucking because I was just high and I was like whatever I'm gonna try to write this because their thing is that it's kind of like Planet Money's thing is like it's lo-fi but it's actually genius because it's like showcasing hard concepts on a level that's like interesting and and everything they do makes it look like a kindergarten made it but it's also high level art Mm. artistry like no one can just make what they're making yeah (laughs) that makes sense like it's actually complicated um but it looks like it's not um and i was like well i can try to make a version of that and i wrote up this really shitty thing and then i made my friend rye and their partner aaron acted out and they were acting their asses off okay and then i i, I recorded it and i sent it to hope and hope said absolutely not no and I, it's because my writing and that's Wait, it's the truth of it What
1: did I, <laughs> I said i thought you sent it to me and it was like them i just thought it yeah was, it was not their acting it was their writing it was bad and i knew it
0: and i just like didn't know what to do with it because i'm not a writer except i am but i'm not um I, I like to just take notes that make no goddamn sense and then, like, putting... Anyways, I... And then what happened the next week? Planet Money came out with one. I was so close.
1: Yeah. yeah. So
0: close to owning TikTok for a quick second. Yeah,
1: we would have had them at the edge of their seat.
0: Yeah, I would have just loved to, like... I don't know. I mean, I feel like I should have been... Sometimes I'm, like... um, I can... Planet Money does things... That I think about. That's that's why I'm like, the concepts. We're they're all we're all thinking about the same things. We're all talking about the same things, and I know what Planet Money is going to talk about usually. And but I think about it a week before they actually make it. They probably already thought about it the same time I did. And I'm always like, damn
1: it, yeah, Planet Money
0: beats it again. Like I have this like, I have a uh, competition with Planet Money <laughs> with like a full NPR budget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think they even have an NPR budget anymore. I don't know if they're independent or not because it's just one dude on the tiktok planet money isn't it but yeah it's also isn't it a a podcast good question i don't know the details but it's one guy on tiktok that's all i know interesting okay Hmm. um but yeah otherwise and that's it that was it yeah so uh here (sighs) move the microphone from your mouth when you yawn (gasps) um yeah so yeah it's almost was this an hour long 50 minutes damn chit chat that was supposed to be the short version um all right we're not even gonna edit this i don't think yeah i don't think we should yeah um all right go check us out i hope you didn't get too i hope we i hope you want more Mm mm-hmm from this convo i mm-hmm. hope i didn't give too much i feel like i was on a first date and i did do too much i feel like i might have over explained some things and gave too much to the episode i mean
1: if they're here to hear us chat they're here to hear us chat and that's what we're basically doing over at Avant gossip it's the same thing and yeah just, just must- like a little more urban planning a little more public sphere a little more non-violent direct action like kind of expanding but it's still about art it's still about design it's still about fashion
0: because it's so, all connected It's all connected and we really want to do whatever we want. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Listen, I, we're just going to follow our rabbit <laughs> holes and then we're going to rebrand every time we <laughs> have expanded too I've,
0: far. I feel like Abbott Gossip, the reason we changed that name is because it's so broad. Yeah. Um, and also very not.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just
0: gossip, but different. Yeah. That's why we're doing it. We want to bimbify it.
1: We're just having fun with it. It's like we can be, We, can, you know, we can admit when we don't know things, we can mispronounce things. Yeah. And we, we will.
0: And we will. And we'll talk about it in a way that to our best of knowledge. Yeah. I'm not trying to. I'm. We're not over there trying to sound smart, but we do want to talk about things that might be. Look, sound we smarter. read.
1: We're reading. Things. We're, we're reading things.
0: So, yeah. Come on over. Join us.
1: Yeah. Hang okay. out. Well, I love you. <laughs>
0: I love you, too. All right. Midnight it is. Bye, you guys. Bye.